as the myth turns. Because mythology is the greatest soap opera of all time. With your cultural interns, Eris. And Z. Interns, because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. Hey guys, it's Eris. And I'm Z. And today we are bringing you dark fairy tales (laughs) so you know merry christmas (laughs) actually like let's let's just go ahead and right on that note um i want to talk about the krampus go for it so krampus is like evil santa half goat half demon a lot of times you'll see krampus drawn like in the santa kind of red suit Mm -hmm. um it's a it's a germ like a german austrian hungry kind of Mm -hmm. that area like has has krampus um, as like a part of their myth that literally goes along with Santa. Like they have the Saint Nick myth, the, the Santa Claus myth, you know, the whole like dude in red suit brings presents for all the good little children. But like for whatever reason, they're like, oh, but we can't just reward good, ch- good children. We have to actively punish the bad ones. So Krampus was kind of like right brought in and so beats people into being nice and not naughty some areas it's like a chain with bells on it so still very like jingle bells but then he like whips people with it like flogs them okay and like it has carries birch sticks to beat children with and then in some places there's even some like really hardcore like he bad kids are literally hauled down to the underworld with him for like being super yeah like it's Shit. just like evil santa anyway uh one of the things that i thought was really interesting is i found some sources that said that he was possibly the son of hell f- uh, hell from norse mythos oh okay right, like, like i was the goddess like that's of death or whatever yeah, but yeah, yeah yeah it's the son of hell <laughs> and um that and then this one i had actually i had heard about this before before i even started um uh looking it up krampusnacht which is german um for krampus night basically it's mm-hmm. december 5th that's the night that krampus is supposed to like come out mm-hmm. i guess kids in germany did maybe still do i wasn't sure on that on mm-hmm. some of the stuff i was reading but anyway they leave out boots Um, Because December 6th is technically St. Nicholas Day from the Catholic calendar. Mm -hmm. And so they leave out boots out on their front steps. Mm Kind of like almost where the stocking myth came from. Okay. And that's where like like when St. Nick comes out like on like he whatever supposed to leave presents in Mm -hmm. the boots for the children that are good and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Well um, on December 5th which is actually technically like Krampus's night Mm -hmm. to coincide with St. Nick's Day, which is December 6th that morning, mm-hmm. Krampus leaves presents of rods or switches, like the kind of like beat your kid switch, mm. um, in their boots to tell them for sure if they were naughty that year. I like that you had to clarify, like, like to hit your kids with switch, because when you said switch, my first thought was like, top <laughs> or bottom. <laughs> oh! That's a terrible children's gift. Eris is like pure hearted and was like, the Nintendo Switch. (laughs) Was like, woohoo, consoles are the bad kids. Give them Pokemon, that'll calm them down. I I was thinking like, if you're naughty, Santa makes you a Switch. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Doomed to never find a top when you need one. Nor a bottom. never find a bottom (laughs) when you want one. Okay, that is also a punishment. I'm just saying right there, that's a punishment. <laughs> yeah. No, no, like like those um I don't know, I guess they're switch. I no, was, listen, I grew up I in the was south. I was beaten I, as a child, so I have no idea. <laughs> I, I grew up in the south. I had some very southern grandparents. I know exactly what a switch is. Okay, <laughs> like, okay. Right, cool. I'm just like I think it's a stick. <laughs> it is. It's a stick with with no leaves on it and it goes whoosh, 
when you go through the air with it. It has to make a sound. Otherwise, it's not technically a switch. It's just a stick. At least that's how my grandparents did mine. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going through a face journey right now. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> why would you hit your children? First of all, why would you hit your children? Second of all, with a stick. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm so not okay with any of it. Oh, one last thing about Krampus. So in Austria, Germany, Hungary, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic, there's Krampus Luf. Which is, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation. It's like running of the bulls, but mm-hmm. with drunken dudes dressed as Krampus. And they basically just chase people in the streets. That's great. It's like a weird, like the most intense parade you'll ever see. I dig. <laughs> They're just like, here comes the Krampuses and they just chase you. It's better some Macy Day's parade. <laughs> right? right? Absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, that's, um, that's the Krampus. <laughs> I dig, I dig, I dig. I have Earl King. Okay. Earl King is, it's not necessarily Christmas related, but it is kind of like dark of night, unhappy ending, which is what okay. we are really going for right, with the right, dark right. fairy tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the kind Earl- of like, like scary. Right. Yeah. Stories. Right, right. Like the, like what scary we think of. The dark. Yes. Yeah. What we think of a lot of the times just as a society in general, when we say fairy tales is like she falls in love with the prince. Yeah, and Disney. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very much so. And they lived happily ever after. Once upon a time, happily ever after. That kind of stuff. Yeah. But traditionally, fairy tales were used to tell children be good, to behave, to yeah. listen to your parents, or like else things a like that. Wicked witch is gonna eat you. Right, right. So Earl King, I found conflicting sources saying that it started as a poem or that the poem came from a story. Huh. So I mean my came from around the 1700s. I want to say like mid-1700s. Right. Okay. I think is when the poem, uh, which was written to a song, put to a song, came out. Uh-huh. So the Earl King um, is uh, also called like Earl Koenig, um, is German and Danish. Mm-hmm. It translates to like the Elf King, basically. Like, okay. a, like a fairy king kind of thing. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so this father is taking his son to, depends on what translation you read, back home, to a court, to the farm, just out into the yard, something like that. And they're they're on horseback. And the son keeps hearing something calling out to him. And his father's like, no, 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 that's just, it's just the wind. No, 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 it's probably just some animals. Mm-hmm. And, and finally the kid gets quiet and they get to their destination. And the, the, the father realizes that the son is dead. Oh. That, like his soul has been snatched from his body. Oh. Um, and so it's supposed to kind of be like, uh, I, I think it's supposed to be similar to uh, like the boy who cried wolf. Kind of like for kids, like don't you know, always talk about bullshittery because then your parents are going to always think it's bullshittery and then somebody's going to come steal your soul. Like, or some okay. shit like that. Like, okay. Um, but it's also just kind of like the Elven King or the Elven King's daughter were really known in those parts to, like, call out to you about your wildest dreams and your darkest desires mm. to try to lure you in. So it probably was... Uh, originally like a just kind of legend and lore in the Uh area but became a fairy tale that they used and manipulated to get kids to not lie all the time okay interesting so and then the sun dies and there's no bringing him back that's that's why it's so dark hooray (laughs) also it happens like it happens like super late at night like in the dark of winter when like the sun goes down for a very long time like that kind of thing yeah it takes place Although I'm just, I'm, I'm like, the honorary part of me is just like, oh, if you're hearing weird noises and you're in the middle of the night and you're trying to travel home, don't you want to be, like, you know, constant vigilance, like, right. in case, like, something, like, attacks you? Yeah. <laughs> you would think that you would be like, 
all right, we gotta make sure. Like, I mean, there's like bears or something. I don't, actually, probably cats. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, okay, there's gonna be like some night hunters who are going to try to eat us because we're tasty. Yeah. <laughs> Let's like, you hear a noise? Okay, we better be careful. Not just like, it's fine, son. Don't, yeah. don't tell your pops when you hear a noise. Don't bother me. Yeah. So I actually actually uh, first heard of this one whenever I was watching The Gifted, which is a uh, I don't think it's in the Marvel Marvel universe uh, like cinematic universe, but I do know that it's based off of like Marvel comics. Um, it was a television oh, show. Right. I think it ran for two seasons. Vaguely um, X Men e. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's in the X Men kind of universe. Gotcha. But I don't oh. think it's I don't think technically it's in the Marvel cinematic universe. No, because they don't own X Men anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It would be Fox. So. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I first heard about that while watching, I think it's like episode 13, second season. Hmm. Okay. So. Neat. Yeah, I was actually, I've never heard of, when we, in fact, when the first time you said that Earl King, mm. I immediately went to Earl Grey T. <laughs> <laughs> and I, mean, I was like, that can't be right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, oh, Earl King. All right, I'm with you. All right, let's go. <laughs> Why are they talking about tea? <laughs> okay, so, but also. Um, I found, I actually found quite a few that were, were Russian. So I tried to parse it down to, to two of my, my favorites. Okay. Um, one of them is the dead witch, which, uh, witch, 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 huh? That's funny. Anyways, okay. <laughs> so it's this, it's this old lady, this old witch okay. who lives with her daughter and her granddaughter. Mm-hmm. And she knows that she's about to die because she's a witch. Right. And yeah. she, so she, she tells, yeah, she tells them, she says, when I, when I die, don't wash my body with lukewarm water, which I think was kind of a custom in, in that that area in that time, as they would wash the body uh-huh. before they would like bury it or something. You know, well, that's kind so of she a was, normal. Well, not necessarily the lukewarm water part, but like washing a body to prepare it for burial or whatever. Right, right. That's but, a normal thing. But she was like, "Don't wash it with just like any, just like you know, regular old water. Like boil it, boil the water." Before you wash my body. And, like, this this is the only thing that I want for, you know, specific for my death or anything. Okay. So, mm. several days go by, and she finally dies. And the daughter goes out into the town to find some other women to help her um, with her mother's last wishes. And so, the right. granddaughter is still there, and she sees two demons climb out from underneath the cauldron in the fireplace. And they, I guess they don't see her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of them takes her skin off, peels all the skin off of the body and like climbs inside of it and lays back down in the bed or the floor or wherever it was that the grandmother's body was. Creepy. Right. And then the other demon takes it back to whatever underworld or something is hidden under the cauldron. Okay. And so. But the, like the skin's body. Yeah. The skin. That... The skin is still there and the demon is inside the skin. So all. So. So. But the the other demon takes like, I don't know, I guess the, the organs and, and bones. Stuff, yeah. You know, yeah. Like this tasty liver. Yeah. Have, have me a little lung snack. Yeah. On my way back down to hell. Shit. Guess so. Oh my God. So. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty dope. We said dark fairy tales for a reason. Right. Yeah. I'm so, loving it. So the daughter comes back in with all the other village women and they put the body into a trough. And okay. then they boil water and they boil, pour the boiling water over the mm. dead witch. And the demon still in the skin jumps up and runs off and leaves. And, like, that's the last they see of it. So, like, the grandmother's body is still walking around somewhere with the demon inside of it. I wonder if this wasn't necessarily prophecy, but, like, the grandmother and her past had, like, 
done some like weird like mm. devilish Faustian contract bullshit mm. where like she signed like you can have my body if you give me whatever so she right. like already she's like all right I'm gonna fuck with these demons one last time right right <laughs> I think I think it was supposed to be kind of uh like like a way to ward people off from getting into to witchcraft like mm. it'll affect you even when you're dead like when you're dead you know you're, you're, you'll still be feeling the effects of it. Like well, that Demons kind of will thing. come and take your whatever. Your skins. All your skins. I guess. It is super gross. All, all four of your skins. <laughs> four <laughs> skins. Hi. Ah, yep. Anyway, anyway, sorry. <laughs> In any event, <laughs> it might be time for a commercial break. Commercial break. <laughs> Cutting in for our regularly scheduled commercial break, I'd like to thank Pack Mill Photography for sponsoring this episode. They're a photography business based in Kuwait, Oklahoma, and you can visit them at packmillphotography.com and get your pictures taken. I'd also like to thank Mac Boyle for producing this show um, and uh, for providing us valuable notes, space to crash in, uh, his advice on our lives just in general, and for being an all-around pretty swell dude. I'd also like to thank him for like hosting us at Party Now Apocalypse Later Industries where we are now a fun part of the family with that. He runs that as well. Check out all the other cool shows that we do there. We've got The Fourth Wall which just ended uh, season one and season two is all available for your listening pleasure. I play a lot of parts in it. Z plays a lot of parts in it. Matt plays almost all the other parts in it, so it's actually pretty cool. And also, we've got uh, a brand new podcast that we're doing coming out January 24th called The Hollow Deck is Broken, which is a Star Trek watch, rewatch podcast? A watch podcast for me and Z, because we basically have never seen it before. Uh, and then rewatch with our good friends, Mac Boyle and Laura, his, his, his beautiful wife, who have seen like every single episode of Star Trek and have like encyclopedic knowledge of it. So it's actually really super fun because uh, you've got people on two ends of the spectrum, <laughs> know all of it, love all of it. And people who are like, who's this spot guy again? The one with the pointed ears? anyway it's really funny you should check it out that's gonna be january 24th and let's wrap it up with our fact of the day so the term pushing the envelope actually doesn't have anything to do with envelopes which surprised me a little bit Um, (laughs) uh, it actually comes from the field of aviation the envelope is a reference to the area of the atmosphere that is fit to fly through So pilots would push the envelope when they were testing the speed or elevation limits of new aircrafts. Okay. Interesting. So they're like literally flying outside of the range of which aircraft can operate? Yeah. That sounds mildly dangerous. Only a little. Actually, that actually sounds completely par for course for, uh, <laughs> for pilots, though. So you know. that, yeah, that, that definitely believable. Now back to the episode. All right. I want to talk about the Baba Yaga. Go for it. Yeah. So Baba Yaga is my nickname, apparently. <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about that now. Now that I research more about her. <laughs> anyway, she's really cool. Like the most that I knew about Baba Yaga is that she was like this old witch lady and her house had chicken legs. 
All true. Also, house, like, chicken legs helps it move around, sort of like Howl's Moving Castle-esque, um, but also has a rooster head, so when it sits down, I just imagine it to look vaguely like a giant chicken, but, like, kind of also house-shaped. Right, of she's, course. She's a, she, it's a, the whole myth is Slavic in or, origin. Um, she could be an old woman or a trio of sisters. They're mm. like like old like old crone s not like mm-hmm. like the not like the pretty like Norn slash fate but more like but still very uh, like kind of evocative of that idea right like three old ladies she almost always described as being super skinny with iron teeth and a nose so long that it touches the ceiling when she's like lying down asleep that's um, funny right <laughs> um every description I saw because I, I I was looking around and almost every single like situation was very Hans and Mm Gretel-esque. So I'm kind of wondering if, like, Baba Yaga is just basically the witch from from Hansel and Gretel. Right. So the hut is magical, chicken legs, etc. looks like a giant chicken. She almost always has a stove. This is very Hansel and Gretel. Mm-hmm. Um, she almost always has a stove that's like the biggest part of her house. It's like a whole half of her kitchen is mm-hmm. like, uh, or almost whole half of her house's kitchen with this giant stove kind of thing. And she frequently meets out these tasks. And that failure in that task means that she eats you mm-hmm. like that's like right. that may or may not be like up front of what she says like do this or i'll eat you but like that's the always the end result very cannibalistic mm-hmm. kind of like what aphrodite sent out psyche to do oh, right, like right. the whole like you know collect all the grains of sand or bullshit like that right she's in a whole bunch of different stuff but one of the the most like famous stories that she's in is in Vasilisa the Beautiful or Vasilisa the Fair, which is a Russian fairy tale, mm-hmm. and it's very Cinderella esque. Where basically, like instead of the fairy godmother, it's the Baba Yaga. Right. Same kind of setup: the girl, and then like the dad remarries, and so then it's like a wicked stepmother. They has like different like two wicked stepsisters to go with the step- wicked stepmother, and then like Vasilisa is feeling like. Like, oh my god, like, they make me do all of their chores and that kind of thing. They're all super mean to me. Mm. So she manages to escape, like, one day. Like, kind of, like, like not, like, full-on running away, but she's, like, out in the woods, kind of, like, uh, away from the house. Like, oh, I need a minute to myself kind of right. area. And she <clears throat> wanders across the Baba Yaga. And the Baba Yaga is just like, uh, you're in my yard. <laughs> uh, excuse me. And is like, oh, I'm sorry, can I leave? And Baba Yaga's like, oh, while you're here, can you do these insane kind of things like can you collect all of the ash out of my chimney by hand or whatever i can't remember exactly what the tasks were but they were very like that sounds not great yeah (laughs) but vasilisa was able to do it because like she has this like weird magical creepy doll Mm. i guess that does stuff for her i think anyway so the baba yaga is like ah shit i guess you're right so the the baba yaga in payment for Vasilisa doing all these like chores for her, goes and sets her wicked stepmother and wicked stepsisters on fire. Oh well. And then they burn to death. And then Vasilisa gets their her actual inheritance back. And then she becomes a beautiful princess with all of her money that she should have had in the first place. Well, damn. That's it. That's the story. Bobby Yaga was like, "Thanks for doing my chores. I'm gonna set your family on fire." Peeps out. Damn. <laughs> Uh, he, um, and that's do you remember, do you basically remember, Baba Yaga. Right. Do you remember uh, Anastasia, which is, uh, I think, a Warner Brothers yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was, a while, there was a spinoff of that with Bartok, which was Rasputin's little white bat yeah. minion. There was a spinoff of it called Bartok the Magnificent, and I watched the shit out of that DVD <laughs> whenever it first came out. Um, and Bartok has to do, like, all these tasks and stuff for Baba Yaga. And, uh, like... Yeah. 
I think she even makes a few jokes about eating him. I thought it was funny because I watched that all the time as a kid. And I guess I didn't realize how similar to the original it really was. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, honestly, I was just like, I mean, it's a Russian mm-hmm. story. Yeah. Um, not really fairy tale. Like, it's just flat out a Russian story. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, yeah. since we're kind of on Cinderella... Why don't we why don't we talk about the the original ending oh, of Cinderella? She, yeah. So Disney has Cinderella as like this really sweet, you know, she would never do anything wrong. There's no dismemberment right. or anything in that because it's for children. Right. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So but actually in the original Cinderella, as it was told, I, I believe by the Grimm brothers. So Cinderella leaves her her shoe mm-hmm. and the prince brings it around as having everybody try it on and stuff. But um, in the Disney version, like, the sister's feet are so big and it's funny and it's like, oh, God, she can only get her big toe in or she can only get her heel in. Oh, right. that's so funny. Yeah. But in the original, like, the the wicked stepmother is, like, cut off your toes. Like, whenever you're right. whenever you're a princess, you're not even going to have to walk around. You're going to have people to walk around for you and carry you around. Be like, so you one were sister, talking about, like, like buku bucks over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Who needs buku toes when you got buku dollars? <laughs> right? Anyway, so... <laughs> The, 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 one of the stepsisters cuts off her toes. Prince's helper dude is like, hey, you got a little something on these shoes. Like, also, you don't have any toes. So I know yeah. it's not you. And then the other sister, she can get her toes in, but she can't get her heel all the way in. And so yeah. the stepmother's like, well, cut off your heel. Because right. um, again, Same like deal. you're you're not going to need to you're, walk around. You're a princess. You, know? you don't need feet. <laughs> right. Um, and then again, the the prince and, and his helper dude or whatever recognize that that's... That that's some bullshittery right. that she's There's missing bleeding parts. all yeah. over the place. <laughs> so eventually they, they realize it's Cinderella. And then in the end, Cinderella and the prince get married. Um, but uh, two little birds that Cinderella had befriended throughout the throughout uh-huh. the story mm-hmm. are, are floating around during the wedding. And the stepsisters are walking on either side of the married couple on their way into the chapel. Mm-hmm. And the, they peck out each of the, the corner eyes that are like away okay. away from the the married okay. couple. So like the, they the pick right out one those on the right eyes. side and the left, and the left on the left side. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then when they're like they just like I guess let the eyes be pecked out and then they go in and they're like, "Oh, we're just going to be, you know, one-eyed in this chapel like watching our stepsister get oh married." My God. I don't know. They just stick with it. They're just like, "Well, uh, this is how it is. I'm missing other stuff. This is We're just matter. happy to be here." And then yeah, <laughs> shit, yeah. And then on the way out, they trade spots and the birds pick out the other eye. What? I don't know why. <laughs> God, I mean, I feel like it's like, okay, Cinderella's already been married. Like, Cinderella won. Yeah. You know? Those birds are really petty, though, I guess. I guess. Shit, I don't know. You know, so. actually, um, that that kind of reminds me a little bit of Donkey Skin, mm-hmm. which is one of, weirdly, one of my favorite fairy tales. So, like, it's, and it's one of those ones that you're like, Disney hasn't done yet. Probably for good reason. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Disney turned that right into something that's like a beloved family classic. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm sure Disney could probably like edit this and figure out a way to make it normal. You know. Or not normal, but like less um <clears throat> rapey. Right. So like donkey skin. Mythical, once upon a time, there's this kingdom, king, queen, daughter, that kind of thing. Yeah. Also, incidentally, they have a donkey that could shit gold thinking that's how he became king right anyway, so um so the queen is like deathly ill and on her deathbed mm-hmm. just want to point out it's deathbed she's probably not in her right mind but anyway she tells the king if you ever find someone who was hot and as smart as me you should marry her immediately and then like immediately proceeds to die right um and so the king is just like oh no i'm not 
feels a little bit like, well, maybe the queen is like giving him like free reign to be like, don't right. like, don't like, like waste on. your life to be like, you know, yeah. like, go ahead and remarry. Like, I'm okay with it. Like, I'm dying. It's cool, but we got a beautiful daughter. Like, you know, like move on with your life. But the king, I don't know. It's probably just a fuckboy to begin with. Right. He's probably a white guy. <laughs> he probably is a white guy. And so he, so he immediately goes out and he, and he's like, he's like basically like holding the who wants to be my wife. Right. Auditions. Except no one is like can measure up to his late wife. Yeah. Except then I guess one day he gets like hit in the head or something. I mean, not true. I mean, he doesn't get hit in the head, but like he, for whatever reason, turns around and goes, my daughter is as hot as my wife. Mm. I'm going to marry my daughter. And his, and, and his daughter is like, oh no. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I actually like her. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's just like, I need to leave. But like her dad's the king mm-hmm. in that kind of like divine right sort of sense. So like his word is law. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to marry you. And she's like, I can't tell you no. But what she can do is set up the conditions. So she sets up these conditions like, I need you to find me uh, or make for me three des- dresses, one the color of the sun, one the color of the moon, and one the color of the sky. Or like made from the sun, the moon, and the sky. Right. And I also need you to skin our magical donkey, gold shit and donkeys and creature. Mm-hmm. And so the king is like, ah, oh, fuck. Whoop, well, here you go. I managed it somehow, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, that's it. That was my one shot. I have no idea what to do now. Right. So she takes the donkey skin that mm. had been skinned and dresses herself up in it. And then like runs away with the dresses as well. I mean, I guess technically they're hers now. She did ask for them. Right, right. But she like just whoop, fucks on out of there. She's like, I can't handle this. I'm a donkey now. And literally changes her name to donkey skin. Because like, I guess that's what you do. Right. <laughs> when you're like, she doesn't take the donkey skin off. She just like wears it now, and so like so she finds this village, and she gets hired on as like a baker's apprentice, mm-hmm. and she's like baking and stuff, and like people like this donkey skin, be like, how did she get her name donkey skin? And be like, look in the window, be like, oh, she's wearing a donkey skin. All right, I guess right. that's how she got her name. <laughs> and so she becomes this like baker when like a beautiful prince travels by one day, and like they flirt really heavily, and like they fall in love kind of thing, and mm-hmm. he's just like, oh, but you're. You know, this this poor baker's daughter, she's just like, I can't really tell you because if word gets out that I'm hiding here, my dad is going to try to, like, marry me. And then I have to have our weird grandbabies yeah. myself. Yeah. That's going to be weird. So, no, they, they, they figure it out where he gives her a ring and then, like, she loses it by baking in a cake, and then he finds it again, or something, and then he goes around, he tries, like, every one of them in the village, mm-hmm. until, as if he didn't already know that it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's this weird, like, I gotta try this ring on every person's finger, and the one it fits is, oh, it fits yours, I'm gonna marry you, ha ha, look, this totally was a, it was totally a luck lottery system, and I didn't rig it in the first place, ha 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 ha. Right. <laughs> right. And then they get married and it's happily ever after. And then suddenly her dad's not rapey anymore. Oh, yeah. The end. Yay. <laughs> it's <donkey> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is a weird ass story, but I actually I were, really enjoy it. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like Disney could probably interpret it because, like, also, like, Little Mermaid. Which is, I believe, Danish, is, is also creepy as shit. Yeah. But, like, okay, so, like, the sea witch. 
which we we're all familiar with, you know. Yes. Um, yeah. So so Ursula, op- you know, yeah. it's the watery Baba Yaga. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's the Baba it, Yaga when she decides maybe I'll take up swimming. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, like she actually tells the Little Mermaid that you know, like if if I make you human, I'm gonna have to cut your tongue out in order to give you legs. Like it's just just the it's exchange just of doing magic, you know, yeah. like. Can't help it. Sorry, buddy. Mm-hmm. But she does tell her, she's like, you're going to be in incredible pain. Like, it's going to be like walking on knives. You're not going to be able to talk. Yeah. And if you, you do this. Are you sure you want this reconstructive surgery? Because it's going to hurt. <laughs> right, right. She's also like, if you do this, if the prince falls in love with somebody else, the morning, I think it's like the night of or the morning after their wedding or whatever, you'll, I think it's more like morning after. Anyways, you'll die. And like mermaids don't have souls in the story. So, oh. like, you'll just become sea foam. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, but the Little Mermaid's like, yes, I want to do it. So she goes and she doesn't get the prince to fall in love with her. He falls in love with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And on the morning of their wedding, not the morning after, on the morning mm-hmm. of, all the sisters get together and they sacrifice all their hair. And the sea witch gives them a magical knife that if the Little Mermaid kills the prince with, she can become a mermaid again. Oh. But the Little Mermaid is still so in love with... Um, the prince that she just can't do it. So instead she like, I think she kills herself with a knife and it turns her into some kind of like, I guess it just kind of depends on, on what version you're hearing, but Mm -hmm. some kind of bird or messenger of some kind that fairies souls from earth to heaven. And she'll never like, that's the closest she'll ever get to having a soul is to be a carrier. And it's just like bitter as shit. Wow. <laughs> I'm also, you know, here's the thing that I'm actually impressed with about the, about that version. She, like, the, it's not like the she and the prince fell in love and then she does all this. Like, she's just like, I want to be with this prince and I'm going to change everything about myself. Mm-hmm. And he's still like, okay, that's nice, I guess. But like, I'm, yeah, I don't know you. Yeah. I don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so I don't know. There's a little bit of the whole, like, don't change yourself for a man. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yup. Right. Anyways. Yeah. So. Uh. But I also, I also have, um, I don't like, Pinocchio, you know, which is another Disney one that they changed. The, the Well, sort of. Pinocchio's not really, like, a fairy tale, though. That one was originally, like, um, a story. And, and back when it was, oh, okay. it was, uh, published, I guess, it was done in, in increments. Like, they would... And it wasn't just Pinocchio. The guy that wrote Great Expectations. What the fuck is his name? I can't. Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. I can't stand him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> can't stand that bitch. Anyways. 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 I'm having, I'm having like some flashbacks to forced reading in, in middle oh, school. I just... yeah. Here's the thing. Charles Dickens didn't write books. They're yeah. not supposed to be read all at once. Yeah. <laughs> They're supposed to be read each chapter in two week increments. Yes. And that's that's how Pinocchio was released, too. Yeah. yeah. And that was oh, just kind of the style then. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So originally when Pinocchio runs away, like he runs into a policeman. The policeman arrests Geppetto because he just decides that Geppetto must have been abusing Pinocchio. Oh, no. And so Geppetto goes to jail for the rest of his life. Oh, no. And then, and then like, okay. Pinocchio goes back home. and I'm not defending the police, dude. However, I guess... I don't know, maybe there's a little bit like, why did you run away if he wasn't abusing you? <laughs> well, I don't know. I felt like Pinocchio was probably oh, just a little brat. Especially considering this part. I mean, for sure. Part, this I mean, next absolutely, part. for sure. So Pinocchio goes back to the home, and there's like this cricket there, which becomes Jiminy Cricket in, hey. in Disney. Yeah. But there's this cricket, and he's like giving Pinocchio all this advice, and then Pinocchio gets tired of it, so he smashes him with a hammer. Oh my god. So Pinocchio might have just been like this little brat. Just a dick. Yeah. 
So, so then after Pinocchio escapes that island or whatever it is where, like, bad boys become donkeys. I only vaguely remember that, but yeah. (laughs) Macklemore! I feel like there's a very solid metaphor there. Like, oh, they become asses. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. You so, already were one, now you look like one. Right. Got it. Okay. So so Pinocchio joins up with that. And I'm not super familiar with the Pinocchio story. Like, I watched it, like, when I was younger. Something, but... something a whale, I guess. I don't N- know. No, 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 no. Okay, so, so, so Pinocchio goes to that guy who has the the puppeteer place or whatever. It's the puppeteer. He sees the puppeteer, you know? And okay. he's, he's, he sings that song. He's like, I got no strings or whatever. Bones oh, or right, right, some right, shit yeah. like that. I don't know. Anyways, like like I said, it's been a while since I saw this. So, uh, Honest John and Gideon, who are the the fox and the cat, uh-huh. um, they trick him into like going to this place called Pleasure Island. <laughs> is that <laughs> what I think it is? And, no, and then oh, and okay, then they, never mind because I was like, this story takes a weird turn. <laughs> yeah, and then they dress up as I bandits. Be a real boy, right? I feel I feel like this is kind of turning a little bit into like one of our drunk episodes. Like, <laughs> I don't have enough information, and I feel like. <laughs> Okay, so Honest John and Gideon dress up as bandits, and they, like, stab Pinocchio in the back and hang him from a tree. What the fuck? And they sit there, and they, like, wait for him to die, and he just won't die because he's a puppet. Yeah. And then they're like, well, I hope tomorrow when we come back you'll be polite enough to let us find you dead. Jesus. And then that was the end of it, and there was such uproar over it that the guy that wrote it had to write a new ending. (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, yeah. So Pinocchio was originally supposed to be really, really dark. Right. I mean, it was really, really dark. Yeah, but, you know, it sounds Pinocchio like it. Lived, yeah, so. it actually kind of vaguely reminds me of Sherlock Holmes a little bit, where like Conan Doyle um, kills off Sherlock Holmes pretty early on in the chronology, mm-hmm. and then people were so fucking pissed about it. There was literally like a national day of mourning because like so many people called him sick to work the next day after that magazine came after the Strand came out. Right, with that episode with the uh, with that story in it. That's great. Um, that that they basically were like, oh shit, Arthur, Arthur, you got you got you got to bring him back. <laughs> you our society will you, fall. You were disrupting our livelihoods here. You got to bring him back. It's got to be a trick, like, right? He's the smartest detective in the world. I kind I kind of aspire to that as a writer. <laughs> right? Like I want the entire world to mourn. Right? Oh. Oh, yeah. And you gotta change your ending. This isn't gonna work. But yeah, that's uh, that's basically all I have. I mean, there's 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 more. There's tons of really dark fairy tales. Um, yeah, but these were just kind of some of our big highlights. Yeah, dark dark fairy tales are cool mm-hmm. for the darkest time of the year. Do 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 do. I think. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Cut off that that IP. I was accidentally singing there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my my Oscar song to like really is yeah like, we have the copyrights for that. <laughs> Anyways, get off the stage, Iris. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll sign out. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to like 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 like. And subscribe to As The Myth Turns on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter. And visit us on patreon.com slash ATMT. Transcripts for this episode can be found at our WordPress site, asthemythturns.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at incompetent.com. <laughs>